0: Happy New Year 2022 everybody you know what that means it's another episode of the Evolve Wellness Experience I have an amazing guest a good good buddy of mine uh, coming on today uh, because 2022 obviously everybody's setting goals for the new year. Uh, Bad news is 80% of you are going to quit or not succeed at those goals within six weeks. So opportune time here as we're coming in week two, January, we're going to get some good tips here today from my main man, Dean DeVries, and hopefully that's going to motivate you to push through it, propel forward and accomplish all the goals that you set uh, for yourself in 2022. So I hope you really get a lot out of this one. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going off track a little bit today. So today, uh, obviously, you have listened to a lot of my podcasts. You know that, you know, we dive pretty deep into different health topics that I think they're important for people to learn about and apply to their lives. And so when I thought about what I wanted to get going with uh, in our first podcast of 2022 was a major elephant in the room, which is goal setting. And no matter what type of things you're trying to accomplish with your health uh, going forward this year, I always say it's the most important thing foundationally that you have to set is the goals. You know, what are the goals that you're going to try to achieve for this year? And uh, obviously everybody likes to set goals for the new year, but apparently according to statistics, about 80% of us kind of lose uh, speed a little bit by midway February, and then we kind of revert back into our old habits. And so I thought I would bring on my good friend Dean to talk about goals, goal setting, uh, maybe talk about some of the different um, things that he thinks are important for you to be able to like push through those barriers, not lose speed as we spoke about and uh, crush 2022. So I know you're going to enjoy him. So welcome to the show, Dean.
1: Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. And uh, yeah, just to uh, double click on what you just said. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people end up abandoning their intentions as they move into uh, as we get further into a new year Uh, for some reason like the new year it just happens to be like Mm -hmm. the thing that people use as like the clean slate you know january 1st it's the clean slate where you know i can really create whatever i want and what's interesting is that everybody across the world kind of celebrates the new year at different times and what I what I really love about the meaning that a lot of people put on January first is that we can actually choose whether it's January first or February first or, you know, June fifteenth, middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter what time it is because we as humans have the ability to choose when we have a clean slate, and it's really just the model of the world that we hold and the meaning that we assign to the time that we're in. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people resonate with January 1st being the clean slate. So we'll roll with that. Um, Do you know why that is?
0: Is that just, does that have any like history behind that? Or is it just like, we figured it's new year, new me, you know? I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a birthday, you know, where it's like, Oh, I'm going into my, you know, going into my, my nth number of, uh, times around the sun. So, you know, this year's going to be better than last year, you know? So yeah. there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, it's really just the meaning that we assign to it. It's not, it's not that, uh, this time of the year is more potent because of the time in itself. It's because of the meaning that we give to the time, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Chinese new year, it's like you know in October or something. I could be wrong about that, but I don't celebrate Chinese <laughs> New Year, so <laughs> I'm sure some of your uh, your your guests might be able to correct me on that. But it's it's not January first. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's many cultures across the world that look at the new year um, and different you know put that meaning to a different date, and so you know, January 1st is the new year for, you know, many people, at least in kind of the the bubble that we're in.
0: Yeah, And,
1: um, and yeah, what's special about that is not so much the time of the year, but rather the meaning that we give to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah, no, that that's really, really important stuff. So how do you, um, so, so when it comes to goal setting and stuff like that, like what are your thoughts on, um, you know why is it people get through about six weeks, and and whether or not maybe January first or, like you said, any other different time of the year, like what is the, what's the main struggle as far as people's headspace, and why they just they they have good aspirations and they have good intentions and they lay it all out and they, maybe they write them down, they go through the process, but then inevitably they they fail. Yeah. I think there's, there's probably, uh, you know, several
1: factors, but the one thing that comes up for me um, when I think about that is, you know, anything that we, anything we do without intention will end up sucking the life out of us. And, you know, I I also look at like January 1st as uh, a time where people are you know, really intentional with what they want to create in the new year. Mm -hmm. And that intention tends to fade as we just get busy, as we get into, you know, as we get into life, you know, oftentimes when. We go about, and, and January 19th, I, I just Googled this um, as you were talking in the, the intro, January 19th is actually called Quitter's Day. And it's <laughs> on average the day that people quit their, you know, their their New Year's resolutions or fall off the, the wagon, so to speak, on kind of like the the new routines or the new beliefs that they want to hold and the new goals that they're after. So I and gave I
0: people that- way too much credit. They, they weren't even, they weren't even making it to the middle of February. They're they're like making it to the
1: third week of January. (laughs)
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: And you know, what's, I think what's beautiful about, you know, and I, I, I would assume that your audience is probably not the statistic is not the normal, you know, if you're listening to this right now, chances are you're probably more committed to your goals and your vision than most people on the planet. And, you know, the other thing that, that comes up for me when I think about why people quit, it's because we're always moving towards the things that we think about and talk about most. And when it's January 1st, we're thinking about and talking about our goals and what we want 2022 to look like. And, you know, all the experiences that we want to have and why this part of this time of the year is so special. And as we get busy and life just happens, we start to, you know on average most people tend to to lose that level of intention and that level of connectedness to their goals and stop talking about it and thinking about it and instead they're talking about and thinking about what they were thinking about and talking about most of last year right. you know and that's why it's very difficult for people to change mm-hmm. is because you know, the patterns that we're all in, you know, the rituals that we that we have, like uh, the practices that we have to, you know, keep us committed to our goals. If they're stronger on January 1st than today or January 19th or, you know, whatever day of the of the year, then you're probably going to be more able to achieve your goals just on that day if you're thinking about it and talking about it more. And so I think the key is to think about it, talk about it uh every single day not just january 1st you know we've all heard that uh that study um i think it was done by uh harvard harvard uh business school or you know it might have been a harvard study but the the study was like a hundred year study and um and don't quote me on this but I'll, i'll kind of share the essence of it but they they followed two groups of people and one one group are people that had goals but didn't write them down the other group of people had goals and they wrote them down every single day. And they tracked these people for decades. And fast forward to, you know, 40 or 50 years later, the people that wrote down their goals every single day compared to the people that still had goals, but they didn't write them down. the, The difference in, and I think the measurement was their net worth, you know, which is kind of how people define success, you know, and that's, that's a whole other rabbit hole of what success really even means. But, you know, if most of the time when we think about success, we think about financial abundance. We think about, you know, being able to live life with freedom and have financial freedom. And oftentimes that means, you know, having more money. And so even though that's not necessarily the only factor of, you know, success, and again, that's, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but if we just look at that one metric, the people that wrote down their goals every single day had 10 times the net worth than people that still had goals, but didn't write them down. And that study, the way I look at that is the people that wrote them down were connecting to their goals every single day, right? They were writing them down. They were thinking about it. They were talking about it, even if it was just journaling it. Um, But just the, the, whatever we focus on will magnify.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So if we focus on our goals every single day, then we're just naturally going to move towards them uh, a lot faster and a lot more in, in a lot more aligned of a way than if we weren't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a uh, goal setting for me. Like I was, and, and I didn't always do it this way. Like one of the, when I, when I first came in the business, one of my mentors told me, if, if, if you don't write it, it's, it doesn't exist basically, mm-hmm. you know, and that was one thing. And, you know, at a younger age, you know, my, or, Mid 20s, I guess I would say is when I started looking at this as I was still too bothered, you know, to be like, geez, I want to write my goals down. I mean, that's like I don't have time for that, you know, so it's always about like time. But we all have the same amount of time in the day for sure. Um, And number two, you know, and then as I read more into like success books and stuff like that, um, one book in particular, they said you want to write your goals down first thing in the morning when you get up and you want to write them down last thing at the end of the day before you go to bed. You know, like th- that intensely, and if you do that consistently, like every single day, I mean, how can you not remember what your goal is and whether or not are you staying on track and doing the steps, as it may be, in order to achieve those goals? Because goals aren't one step; there are many steps up to a goal in many instances. So, are you are you doing the work? Obviously. So, no, that's yeah. that's great, and that's how you're going to stay intent on what your goals are. Writing them down. Yeah. And I just want to double click on that like that.
1: That's um, that's a wonderful practice to be able to start your day and end, end your day connecting to your vision because, you know, we've all had experiences where, you know, something bad will happen in the middle of the day and the rest of the day is kind of just like, you know, kind of sucks. Right. Yeah. (laughs) At least it's easy if we just allow that to control that our our energy that we're bringing to the the rest of the day. Um, You know, if we we allow that to to make that level of impact, you know, it's very normal, you know, for like we hear the stories all, all the time of saying, oh, I just had a bad day. And it was just because of one event that created a bad day. Uh, because of the energy that we were holding onto or the way that we were just showing up because of that experience. And this is why morning routines are, it's like the best success hack because the way you start your day gives momentum. Like there's an energetic momentum that maybe we can't observe with our five senses, but it just feels good when you're moving into a day after you've, you know, connected with your goals, you did some journaling, meditating, working out, whatever, whatever that, that, practices, or whatever those practices are to on-ramp your energy for the day, because we can't control what happens outside of us, but we can control how we show up, Right. right? That holds true for all of us. And so if we can't control the things that happen around us, but we can control how we show up, then- really the determining factor of the life that we create is based on how we show up and how we choose to show up. And so when we, you know, on ramp our energy for the day with a morning ritual and at the end of the day, like that's a huge hack as well, because, you know, going into going into sleep, like that's where your subconscious is impacted most. Because it's hard to tap into the subconscious when you're busy, right? When you're using like that, that prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain where you're just processing all of your experiences and the, the conscious mind is really the, you know, the, the logic that we apply to what we experience in the world. But our subconscious mind is actually what controls all of our behavior. So our subconscious mind will actually inform how we show up in the world And our conscious mind will try to make sense of it. We'll try to create a story around it or try to create logic out of it. And, you know, like I've definitely set set goals and set intentions that, you know, I'm like, hey, this is is what I'm committed to doing. And then a month later, I'm like, man, I fell off the bandwagon. And it's almost like it didn't really hit me until I've been so far off of it that it's like, why didn't I, why didn't I just do what I said I was going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because my subconscious mind wasn't in alignment. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, the subconscious mind is the, is you, you can't impact the subconscious mind when you're busy, when you're doing things, right. The The correct method of access to the subconscious mind is when you're fully present or asleep. And so that's why you know, having a nighttime ritual where you're connecting to your goals before bedtime, you know, like we've, like, I know that this is, um, it's pretty normal for, you know, to watch like a movie before bed and then dream about the movie, right. Or have an experience during the day and have a dream about it. And, you know, dreams are really a manifestation of the subconscious mind. And so if we're talking about and thinking about and connecting to our goals and our vision, You know, and I do want to talk about the difference between goals and vision. Um, When we're connecting to that before bed, it's seeping into our subconscious mind, which ultimately will create more alignment with the things that we consciously really want in our lives.
0: Great, man. That's, that's huge stuff right there. So yeah. Tell me then I'm now you've sparked my curiosity vision versus goals. What, What do you mean by the difference between those two things?
1: Yeah. So, you know, this is um, this is a lot of the work that that I do with, you know, I um, you know, I've got a few businesses, but basically, you know, I I'm a I'm in the people development uh, uh, industry. Right. I'm all about tapping into human potential. And so what I what I love to do is just helping people tune in, tap in to really who they are and what's possible for them. And the, the way to get started on the journey of really tapping into your fullest potential is, um, is, you know, what we're talking about to have goals and, um, to really have a vision, which is informed by, you know, some sense of purpose. You know, a lot of times people will will get hung up on like, well, what if I don't know what my purpose is? And it's okay to not know your purpose, you know, and like this, this like grandiose, like, uh, purpose of why I came to this earth and the, you know, total fulfillment and manifestation of my soul's journey, you know, it doesn't have to be to that level, um, at least right away. Right. So it's okay to not know your purpose, but I think all of us deep down inside, we at least understand the essence of our purpose. Maybe like it's a piece of the puzzle that ultimately through life, we're going to continue to develop that picture of the puzzle. And so it's okay to not know your purpose, but it's not okay to not always be in constant pursuit of your purpose. And the way that I look at goals versus vision, you know, goals are basically like the numbers on a spreadsheet, right? Yeah. How much income I want to make, how many new relationships I want to build, you know, what my height or what my weight uh, needs to look like or body fat percentage or money in my bank account, or, you know, there's... The, the goals, which, you know, are the numbers on a spreadsheet, but then there's the vision, you know, like, what is the vision that you're really after? And if it's okay with you, Bill, I'd love to go through an exercise that I, you know, bring a lot of my clients through. <laughs> that, um, you know, really help clarify the vision and, and some of these, you know, some of these questions can be deep and, and sometimes could be maybe even confronting, mm-hmm. but it'll make you really like look inward. And you, you want to ask me about these to, to clarify? Um, yeah. I mean, we can, we can, we could definitely do that and, uh, yeah, we'll go kind of through the exercise and whatever, you know, comes up for you. I'd love to hear that. And we can okay. I'm out about it.
0: Yeah, man. But, Let's um, do it patient. My patient's going to be like, holy cow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think it'll be a really exciting conversation because I, you know, just in knowing you so well, I, Mm. I I understand the essence of your vision. So I'm really excited to just kind of, you know, tune into that a little bit more and see, see what's possible and you know, what gets created from this conversation. Okay. But, you know, just to clarify the, the goals are the numbers on the spreadsheet, but the vision can't fit onto a spreadsheet, right? The vision is like, what am I here to do? What is the, the the experience and the emotions and the, the quality of the experience that I want to create in my life that'll make me feel totally alive? Yeah. Right. And, and, I, and I believe that when we're feeling a sense of aliveness, that's when we're mo- most tuned in and tapped into our potential, you know, when we're really feeling alive. You know, sometimes we get into um, situations where. You know, whether it's a job or whether it's a relationship or whether it's a certain circumstance where it's like, man, you know, I, I worked hard to get here, but this doesn't feel alive to me. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, maybe it's a, you know, something that I was, uh, I was after because of who I thought I should be for somebody else or for the world or what society told me or what my parents told me. Yep. And so everybody has a unique vision uh, of what will make you really tick, what will make you feel totally alive. So the, the where I want to start off with this conversation is, um, is sharing with you the, this, this concept that I call the impossible moment. And the impossible moment is basically a, a moment as you connect to your entire future you know, from now until the very last day on this planet. And it, it, your impossible moment exists somewhere, you know, between now and then. And so it could be years down the road, you know, and it's, I call it the impossible moment because it's really an exercise that when you envision an experience that lives far into the future, but feels impossible to the version of you right now. Yeah. But if you were to experience that moment, it would make you feel totally alive, right? It would be like the fullest expression of your soul, the mm-hmm. fullest expression of your gifts and your superpowers and your talents. And it would be a moment that's like, wow, I feel really proud uh, to, you know, knowing that I experienced this or made this level of impact so that, you know, on my very last day, I can be proud of the of, of the world that I'm passing on to the next generation. You know, I can be proud that I really did leave the world better than I found it. Yeah. And so I'll share my impossible moment. My impossible moment is, you know, far into the future. It feels impossible to the version of me right now, which is important, right? You don't want yeah. something that feels possible because you're not thinking big enough. And so the vision for me is uh, being in front of, a hundred thousand people on stage DJing and putting on a transformational experience, you know, maybe doing like some breath work, doing some, you know, some things that just like really activate the body, but also have this like unleashing of human potential. And there's like some skills and some strategies that I would have to learn that I'm not aware of right now and really how to help people tune into that. In a, in a, in a, way that is scalable where I could do that in front of a hundred thousand people. Uh, and there's something, something that I just love about like music, you know, even as a kid, I was always the person that was in control of the music at a, at a party. I was like the vibe control. Right. And so, you know, DJing for me is really an expression of, um, what I just love. You know, I love bringing people together and supporting people to kind of raise that frequency, raise that, that, um, you know, the, uh, the potential of what's there. And so my impossible moment is, is that, and there's a few other components to, to that impossible moment, but that's the essence of it. You know uh, I'll, I'll share it a a little bit deeper there. The, the other part to this vision that I have, and it all started with that, that first piece, the second piece of the vision only kind of came to me, you know, just like the best ideas are the ones that come to us. The best visions that we have are the ones that come to us not the ones that we manufacture so the ones that the the part of the vision that came to me was a vision where i was taking people around the world uh, to the seven chakras of the of the earth and we're activating the seven chakras within our bodies and the different you know emotions and the different You know levels of development of human potential. I know I might be going too too deep in the weeds here or (laughs) going down a rabbit hole, but this is the stuff that you know really fascinates me. And there's a lot of parts of me that I'm like, I don't I don't know how I would even be able to do that. And that's how you know it's a good vision because that impossible moment when when that does happen, that that moment. Will make me feel totally alive and purposeful, like I am fulfilling a purpose. There's something about that that just really resonates with me. Yeah, man. So, so that's kind of like the the first step is just connecting to a moment that feels impossible. You know, maybe it's traveling to Mars. You know, maybe it's mm-hmm. like you know, maybe it's something like you know, gathering hundred thousand millions of people together. Maybe it's about like a moment in human history that you were a part of and that you helped create, mm-hmm. right? So it could be all of these different things. Um, but the first key is, is really connecting to a moment that feels impossible, but should you experience that moment, it would make you feel totally alive and purposeful. Wow. That's powerful stuff right there for sure. Mm-hmm. So we start there and once we get clarity on that, And, you know, this is, and I invite your listeners to, you know, to just take some time, like pause this episode and grab out a journal and just start writing down, like, what could my impossible moment be? And don't be in a rush to like solidify an impossible moment just to achieve the goal of getting this exercise done, right? The the idea is to connect with this over and over and over again. And as you connect with it more, your impossible moment will continue to crystallize. But the the most important part of having an impossible moment, which is essentially a vision, it's different. Again, it's different than a goal, right? Which is the numbers on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, I I can't fit that vision and what what I envision that to be like onto a spreadsheet, right? It's more of a feeling thing, and it's more of a a thing that when I close my eyes and and just like imagine being there, it's I, I can't communicate that in human words, right. Right. Or, 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 uh, you know, language that I write down in a journal, right. It's, it's more experiential. And Mm -hmm. so that's why there's a difference between vision and goals. And we'll get to goals here in a second, but the first part is really solidifying what that vision is. And the most important part of having a vision is actually not even to realize the vision. Mm -hmm. If you realize the vision, great, but that's actually not even the highest purpose of having the impossible moment or having a vision, the the highest purpose of that vision is who that vision inspires you to be right now. Because when I look at that vision, you know, and as we connect to that impossible moment, there might be a lot of questions about like, how could I do that? How would it, how how do I even set that up? And that's actually the wrong question. Mm -hmm. The right question is who would I have to be in order to have created that moment. Yeah, right what, what are the qualities? What are the ways that I would have to look at the world? What are the ways I would have to look at myself? What's the level of confidence that I would have to have myself? Mm-hmm. What are the superpowers I would have to develop? right? What would be the way that I would have to interact with other humans in order to be that influential, to gather a hundred thousand people to be able to trust me throughout this experience? How trustable is that version of me? Yeah right? What level of integrity does that person have? And so as we connect to the values of the version that exists in that impossible moment, that can now be an inspiration for what to step into next. And so I think the goal is actually the last thing. The, the, the thing that happens that has to happen before, before you really connect to what's possible in 2022 is deciding who you're inspired to be because of the bigger vision. you know that that might not even be able to fit into 2022. What's the vision for your life? You know, when people, when you walk into a room, what do people feel? You know, what's the experience that people have of you when you order a co- coffee from the the barista? Like, what's their experience of you without you having to say anything?
0: Mm-hmm. I and, often hear, uh, I guess, along the same lines. They say, you know, you write your eulogy in many instances, and they say. You know, when the day comes that somebody speaks at your funeral and they, they give your eulogy, what do they say about you? Like, you know, what, what, you know, and then from there, you know, that would obviously be, you know, the ultimate vision that you created and accomplished. And obviously as the purpose, you know, what steps along that from, from where you are now to where that eulogy is given? Like, what type of person do you basically have to become and be in order for that eulogy to be given in that manner? So... Yeah, different ways exactly. to go about doing it. But I, I like your explanation of it because it gives like more of a systematic and a well thought out, like approach to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And because, you know, success and the achievements that we experience in life are not based on just the things that we do. It's who we, it's the, it's what we attract based on who we are. Right. Right. And when, and when we are tuned into our, our highest potential, and we are, we are the best versions of ourselves, we do the, the right things, right? Yeah. We, we, we can achieve, you know, so many things are possible for that version of us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's why I think that, you know, when it comes to goals and, and, and you know, right now starting a, a new year, it's actually more important to connect to who you need to be this year versus what you need to do. Because if, you, if you're if you committed to being who you need to be, the doing is going, going to take care of itself, right? Mm-hmm. That version of you knows the right things to do. So, so that's kind of like, you know, the next step is just getting clear on who, who is that person? What does that version of me look like in that impossible moment? And how can I just take the next step right now to step into more of those values, those belief systems, you know, that way of you know, showing love to people and and ourselves, um, you know, w- whatever the qualities or attributes or talents or skills, whatever, whatever we get inspired by in that vision is the most important thing right now. Mm-hmm. And then the last part is identifying, okay, well, what are the goals for 2022? And when you imagine being the version of you that exists in the moment, instead of just setting goals that are like a little bit, you know, a little bit higher than last year, or, you know, maybe the goals that like, you know, your company has set for you or that, you know, that maybe like, you know, your other, other friends or colleagues may have, instead of allowing that to determine what your goals are, connect to the version of you that you're being called to be in 2022. And just ask what is possible from this version of me this year? Uh Uh-huh. Because it, when, when it, we imagine ourselves to be that version, and then connect to all the possibilities that could be unlocked by that version, we then start to expand our goals more than probably we ever had before. But also, we expanded outside. And you know, at the beginning of today's episode, we we so we said that this was going to be expansive. <laughs> no, <it's going laughs> and so that, you know, when we're connecting to our values and we're really committed to being the, the the highest versions of ourselves that we can access in the moment, we then say, OK, well, what could I influence? What could become possible? And it expands beyond any construct or any box that we may have put ourselves in the past of how we should be doing things. And instead, we connect to possibility mm-hmm. versus, you know, circumstance or just what would be the, you know, the 10% increase from last year? Yeah. You I think like, that's, that, that, you... that's the way to, uh, to connect to goals that number one, keeps you really inspired to be fully alive, because there's a vision that is really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, uh, it allows you to connect to possibility and more things become possible from this, from this space versus trying to take the old version of you from last year and just trying to increase what you did last year by 10%. Um, if you're the same version of you that existed last year, you're essentially going to do, you know, experience the same essence and the same level of life this year than you did last year.
0: Yeah. Do you think obviously, you know, the, all those things are amazing. Um one thing that I, I certainly do talk about a lot, though, I say anything is possible, right? Like and anything is a- achievable if you put the work in and you do what it takes in order to like attain whatever level that you're going for, like anything is certainly possible. So I always say there's no unrealistic goals, but I do think in some instances, people put unrealistic timeframes On on themselves. So, I mean, can somebody lose a hundred pounds? Not a doubt about it. People do it all the time. (laughs) I mean, so anybody can do it, but I wouldn't tell you you can do it in a week, you know? So it's like, so would you, when the goal setting and stuff like that, do you also think it's important to set certain realistic timeframes and stuff like that. And, and in, in the event they don't attain it in that timeframe, like what would be your advice to that person who wanted to lose 50 pounds in six months, but you know, they came up 10 pounds short. Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought this up. This is uh this is a big, big piece of this. So
1: the goal, if you could reorient towards, instead of the outcome or the results being the goal, but instead being the person that could achieve that goal. If your goal, instead of losing hundred pounds, you know, in the next 12 months or 50 pounds in the next six months, instead of that being the goal, connecting to the version of you that could create that. And so what would that person look like? What would their beliefs look like? You know, so maybe like the beliefs would be, you know, looking at your body as a temple right? Looking at the food that you eat as nourishment versus, you know, a way to escape, yep. maybe looking at, you know, your exercise and getting into the gym, not as, not as something that you have to do, but something that is an expression of self-love,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. And, and something that you enjoy doing something that, that feeds you and nourishes you and, and, and lights you up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to somebody a couple months ago and um, kind of a similar situation. They were like, man, I would just like love to get healthier. I would love to lose some weight. I'd love to feel better. But, you know, I, I don't spend any time in the gym, but I spend a lot of time playing video games. And so, you know, I asked, I was like, okay, well, let me ask you, is it because you like playing video games more than you like working out? And he's like, well, yeah, of course. So I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> it sounds like the, the thing here is not to, you know, not to uh, just get into the gym more. I think the, the intention that will eventually create that is getting you to like getting into the gym more than you like playing video games. Is that fair? He's like, yeah, if I could like working out more than I like video games, then absolutely. And now it's a question of not just the actions, right? It's a question of mindset. It's a question of, of perspective and beliefs. And this person's subconscious belief systems had to shift in order for him to be able to look at working out as something that's more pleasurable and enjoyable because of the, uh, the beliefs around these things. Th- those have to shift in order for the action of getting into the gym more to change. And that's why I said our subconscious mind is the driver of all of our behavior. And so if we're, you know, constantly connecting to the things that we're or we're moving towards the things that we think about and talk about most, you know, this person's practice, you know, instead of playing video games is, is about finding the enjoyment and movement. And maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not running a marathon tomorrow, but maybe it's just, you know, just moving the body and experiencing it differently than they ever have before and attaching some beliefs to that practice that, you know we're like we're always moving towards pleasure or away from pain so if we can associate pain with the things that don't serve us and associate pleasure with the things that we do ser- that do serve us that is that right there is is the hack to change behavior at oh. a subconscious level
0: i have another hack you want to hear about Let's it here. yeah <clears throat> all right he can have his cake and eat it too you know what i would have told him mm. <laughs> i go what you should do is you should get a treadmill that you walk on and you got your video game console up on a stand-up desk and you can walk for miles and miles and miles every single day while you play video games and then watch your diet really, really good. And then you can play video games and work out at the same time.
1: Yes. I love that. that.
0: So future reference in case you run into that situation again, you've got (laughs) two choices.
1: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I think that's um, that, that's a beautiful hack because it's it's also like you're associating a pleasure with something right. that maybe was associated with not pleasure or pain before yeah. and bringing the two together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's through those experiences that how our subconscious mind changes, yeah. you know, because then we associate the feelings of feeling good while mm-hmm. we're doing something. We're like, man, I want to feel feel good more often. So let me do that thing that I was doing in order to feel good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. I always try to associate things that I don't like with things that I do like, or, you know, I, I call it stacking habits in some instances. So you talk about the morning routine. So I'll like, I'll, you know, meditate while I'm foam rolling and molding exercises to my neck while under red light therapy. And (laughs) so I stack Mm -hmm. them all together because like done one at a time and stuff like that, I'll be like, Ah, uh, it's too busy. I'm too busy. I don't have time. I'll skip over that one today. But when you stack them all up at the same time, or if there's one you really do like, and you could do it at the same time as one that you generally don't really care too much about, i um, you know that that's another thing that I use for sure. So helpful to me. Yeah,
1: I love that. Yeah, that's uh, there's so much genius in that. And um, yeah, I think uh, you know the the other thing that I want to wanted to share is actually an experience I've had for you know the last two years. You know, 2020 and 2021 were different, (laughs) right? And so there's like just a different energy in the world. And, you know, there's a lot of people I remember at the end of 2020 that, you know, I was seeing like, you know, social media posts and memes and stuff like that of people that were saying like, oh, I just can't wait for 2020 to be over. Uh, Just just let's get to 2021. And pretty much the same people were, were saying the same thing about 2021, you know, they're, you know, the year before they're saying, I can't wait for 2020 to be over 2021 rolled around. And now (laughs) we're at, you know, at the end of it, they were like, man, I can't wait for 2021 to be over. And I remember just seeing that. And I just, it was just, it was hard for me to connect to that because, you know, I, I think that if we're waiting for Something to happen outside of us. Like there's things that happen that catalyze change uh, in our world. But again, the, the, the highest potential for change is, is actually within us and how we decide to show up. And so you know, this, this idea of just waiting for 2021 to happen or 2021 to close out in 2022, as if there's like this magical pill that like, you know, all of a sudden we're all going to awaken to our potential and things will just magically be better. <laughs> and that's just simply not true. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no doubt. I believe that we just create what it is that we want. And that's g- kind of going back to how we opened up this conversation that, you know, January 1st is really just a, it's a construct. It's a, uh, a meaning that we've assigned to this time. And since we give that, that this time meaning, then, you know, we tend to be more intentional. And, you know, I I look at this as um, really just an expression of what's possible as humans, you know, as humans, I believe like we have so much potential that, you know, that like we are I, the, the, that quote of, um, you know, our greatest fear isn't that we're not enough. Our greatest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And I really believe that I believe that we are powerful beyond measure. We are, you know, made in the image of our creator. Therefore we are creators. We create our experience. We create the things around us. We create, um, you know, the life experience that we want to have. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think they say, you know, if we're just
0: things don't happen to you, they happen because of you. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I, I even take that a step further and say, you know, things happen not to you, um, but because of you, but also things happen through you mm-hmm. and people can only, you know, things can only happen through you when you're really tuned into your vision, when you're being in alignment with the version of you that exists in that vision. That's when things can really come through because it's coming through the more authentic version of yourself. And I think it's it's natural for people to be in their highest potential as long as they're in the right environment. And we create our environment as well. You yeah. know, the right environment isn't handed to us. We've got to create that. Mm-hmm. Part of our environment is how do we wake up in the morning? How do we, you know, end the day? You know, that's all a function of our environment. When we have a journal next to our bed to remind us to, you know, to write down our goals, that is a way that we are we are creating our environment to support us, to be in the highest versions of ourselves. Yeah. I think a big thing
0: noted on that though, too, is, and a lot of people, while they'll fail and, and be swimming upstream, like big, big time and trying to like become their true authentic selves when it comes to environment is having a really toxic environment. Like if, (laughs) like I know for sure um, for better or for, and worse in my lifetimes and stuff like that, like the people you associate with and hang out with, you are basically. So if you, if you want to level up, you know, in 2022, sometimes you got to take a really good hard look at like who you hang out with, you know, and there's people that are your friends and then there's, you know, and, and that's all good and well, but sometimes these friends, Unfortunately, you have to let go if you aspire to become a better version of yourself because they'll hold you back, they'll ridicule you they'll they'll think that you know they'll they'll make fun of you they'll you know why are you eating that way and what happened to the old guy I used to know and like you know so sometimes you you really gotta part ways unfortunately um and it goes with family members too sometimes you know so certain yes. family members that are why do you work so much? And why do you do this? And, you know, like that's what they tell me all the time. Right. And it's cause I'm trying to, to get somewhere, you know, that's, that's why I do what I do. So, um, so I think yeah. toxic environment's a big, big deal.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that. The, the name of your podcast is evolve, you know, because mm-hmm. like what we're talking about is the evolution of, you know, our just our, our human potential. Yeah. And, um, you know, the thing about evolution and transformation, you know, that's kind of the word that I use in in, in my space. Um, but it's essentially the same thing, right? We evolve, we ascend, we transform. And as we transform, and this, you know, the exercise with the impossible moment and connecting to the values, that will create a transformation within you. And when when you are created, uh, you, we, or when you when you are transformed then you start to transform the things around you that also that does include the relationships and sometimes like the close friends or family members that maybe are holding on to an old version of you um, as you're transforming it can cause some turbulence right in the the energetic dynamic of the relationship and you know in in those moments, there's really just like one of a few things that can happen. Either number one, they transform with you, right? It reorganizes the the dynamic and the relationship reorganizes into a higher potential, which ends up you and that other person being more supported in that higher version of themselves. uh, Or uh, it doesn't transform. And um, sometimes the the things that does, don't transform to support us in our transformation is, um, you know, we, just, we have to hold some boundaries around what's most important. Is your transformation more important to you uh, than staying in old paradigms or staying in old habits or staying in old relationships? Not saying that these people are bad or, you know, want less for you. Not at all. Um, chances are they're, they're on their own journey, right? And I think the highest, highest form of love is calling people forward into their highest potential. But that can only happen if we're tuned into our highest potential first. Right on,
0: that's a great words right there for sure. Mm-hmm. So how would you summarize then? Um, maybe let's just go over step-by-step. Step. Person wants to make 2022 and beyond the best that it's ever been. And they want to get, you know, to their higher, higher purpose in life. Let's kind of review the steps again. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. First of all, just decide that 2022 is going to be, uh, unlike any other year, you know, just be open to that possibility that really anything is possible here. You know, when you can just decide that you are going to transform, um, yourself and, Uh, your year and any experience that you've had throughout a year um, and and just allow this to be different. You know, I think that's the first step is really just deciding that you want more, Mm -hmm. you know, that you want a different experience. You want something that feels better, you know, that makes you more alive. And from there, you know, step number two is connecting to the vision or the impossible moment. Uh, Most important thing is, again, to make it feel impossible to the version of you right now. To really inspire you to um, how much of your potential you would have to be tuned into in order to create that experience. Mm-hmm. Step three is to get to know the version of you that exists in that vision. You know what is that that version of you thinking about and talking about most? You know how is that that version of you uh, looking at the world, looking at themselves? What are their practices? What are their values? What are their belief systems? You know, what, um, what ideas uh, do they hold? And once you're clear on who that version is, then, you know, step three is, is really embodying that version of you. You know, what would it look like to step into those values, those belief systems, those practices, and just decide to be that version first so that step four can happen, which is the realization of your goals for this year. And as you connect to. The goals, uh, the, the question uh, that I think is just really important is from this version of me, you know, if I commit to being this version of me for 365 days throughout 2022, what can become possible? Yeah. And allowing that to really fuel your inspiration versus just having like a a marginal increase from last year, having things slightly better from last year, just allow it to be a blank canvas where you can really just manifest possibility from this place of being inspired to be the version of you that exists in that vision.
0: Massive, man. That's so, so cool. You know, and and if you just take it down to an example, weight loss, like we spoke about, like, you know, a person that's fit and healthy, like what, what do they do? What do they eat? You know, all those different things. And if you can really just embody that, like that, that is the type of person you are. You're not the person that got overweight. You are the type of person and what you do and say and how you think and everything you embody is that of a fit lean person. And if you do that, if that's just who you are and the vision obviously is so far down the road, but you just continue. So maybe you don't lose 50 pounds in six months or a year but you eventually lose 50 pounds. If you just keep at it, it might take you two years, who knows, but if that's just who you are and that's what's gonna make you feel great at the end of the line and fulfill your purpose in life for whatever that vision is, right? Then, yeah, you're always gonna accomplish every single goal you set and make massive, massive changes in your life. Well- And that's the key to, to long lasting change too. Right. Like
1: we, you know, lots of people that lose 50 pounds end up gaining it right back. Right. You know, it's because, you know, they, they did something, they did something maybe based on just like, you know, their willpower or they, they struggled their way through it. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't achieve the goal of 50 pounds in six months, maybe it's 40 pounds in six months, but you did it in a way that is totally sustainable where now it's just a part of you versus something that you did. Um, there's that's setting up for a whole new level of possibility. Amazing, man.
0: Well, I think everybody goes without saying has learned a ton today. Um, it really inspires me obviously for the goals that I've already set up in my uh, my cell phone here in my notes section as I do every single year that I'm gonna become the person that needs to be to achieve those goals. So I, I certainly appreciate your time, your wisdom. You're a great friend. I value our, our friendship for sure and I know that you've made me a better person. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So I thank you for that um for those listening how do people connect with you or you know find out more about you and stuff like that where, where, where can they do that yeah and thank you brother for
1: those sentiments i received that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh yeah that's very meaningful i i love you and uh you're amazing and i, I the, the feeling is mutual mm-hmm. it's really an honor to uh to uh impact your audience and be here and just humbled at the opportunity to be able to serve at this capacity so Uh, This is also, by the way, an expression of, you know, my, a step into my impossible moment. So I really appreciate you uh, Mm -hmm. just holding the space for me to be able to uh, be in practice with uh, stepping into this version of myself. So um, yeah, how to to connect with me is, uh, yeah, probably Instagram, uh, Kaizen Dean, K-A-I-Z-E-N, D E A N, uh, that is, uh, my Instagram handle. So yeah, okay. connect with me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of follow the different things I'm up to and parts of my journey and, uh, yeah, reach out. And I, would love to, um, you know, connect with anybody that feels, uh, called or guided to.
0: Sounds good, man. Well, again, appreciate your time. Uh, we will definitely circle back around on another podcast down the road Because I know you have a lot more um, knowledge and and wisdom and things to share with our audience that are going to be applicable to them, health, uh, achieving, and evolving into the people that they certainly want to be. So, my friend, Happy New Year. And uh, I look forward to speaking and and seeing you soon. Mm, It's an honor. Happy New Year, brother. All right. Bye bye. All right. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that today. I'm sure you did. Um, this is going to be the, the, the foundation for everybody going forward from here to achieve all the goals that you set for 2022 and beyond, like we said. And um, if you really enjoyed the podcast, what I certainly would appreciate is, is if you can go uh, either on Spotify or YouTube or the iTunes um, and rate us, leave a review. That's how you know people find out more about the podcast and the things we have to share. Uh, share it with people that you love and care about, um, especially this episode, because it's, it's certainly things that can change people's lives for the better. So look forward to speaking with you and seeing you guys on the next podcast and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.